You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my guests and I tell our most embarrassing funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I am your host. And today I have with me Whitney Cicero, and I found Whitney on Instagram. You guys, she is the new Stepford on Instagram, and chances are if I'm scrolling and I inadvertently laugh out loud, I'm probably looking at something she put on. She's so funny. I relate to her so much, and I think you will too. This is the way that Whitney introduced herself, which is really humble, and I'm going to make her toot her own horn a little bit more. But she says she is creating videos people sometimes watch and always makes moms feel that they are not insane, which lines up very well with my goals for the show and life in general. So Whitney, thank you so much for being with me today. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. What a pleasure. Absolutely. Okay, you got to fill in those blanks. Tell us more about who you are and what you do. Okay, I am the new Stepford, and I came up with that name because there was this old movie about Stepford wives, and Stepford wives are supposed to be perfect. And as I was evolving as a mother, I'm like, I am the least perfect mother ever. I'm just a hot mess express all the time. So I was like, I think we need to like rewrite the narrative of what a perfect mom is. So the new Stepford evolved out of that. It started kind of similar to what you and I were speaking about earlier, blog posts on Facebook that people started saying, oh my gosh, these are funny. You should turn these into videos. And I did that and they, you know, some have gone mega, mega viral and some have seen by 10 people, you know, you just never know what the algorithm wants that day. But what makes me so happy is when someone will text me and be like, are you in my house? Like, are you filming my family? Because this is exactly how I interact with them. And I'm like, yes, to your point and the whole reason you built your platform, which I love so much is, hey, we are not alone and we are all going through this. And the more we expose our vulnerabilities and our shame and our stories to be like, oh, this is normal. Okay. Yes. You know, you can go through this craziness with a little more pride and a little more like, oh, okay, this is fine. I'm not insane. Yes. When I got stuck in a dress at Dillard's and I was too embarrassed to ask the sales girl if I was her first. And then I wrote a story about it and so many people came out of the woodworks. I was like, come on, how have I never heard these stories? Like, guys, not only would it have helped me so much to know in that moment that this is something that happens all the time, but it's funny and we love to laugh. It's so bonding. And then, you know, to be able to pull those stories out later and just giggle out of nowhere and know that you aren't the only idiot running around with right. toilet paper stuck to the back of your pants. It's just great. So thank you for doing what you do. Since I'm a visual person, were you stuck with a back zipper or a side zipper or did it roll around your fupa? Like how did how'd you get stuck? <laughs> I went in, I got stuck in this cute dress. The dress had no stretch. I put it on over my tank and my jeans because I was like, I'm not going to fully commit. Let me just see if I even like the way it looks. And it had a side zip and I was stuck and I my arms were kind of in the dress and I just couldn't like get it up or get it down. And then I realized it had a side zip and I was like, oh my gosh, sweet relief. So I unzipped the side zip. No love. Could not get out. <laughs> so when the... But when the sales girl came to check on me, I was like, I am not ready to, to cry uncle. So I was like, you know, this is a bit small. Is there any chance this dress comes in an extra large? And she's like, let me go check. And then when she came back to, to tell me, nope, you're in the biggest one. I was like, I stuck my head out and I was like, I need a little bit of help in here. Could you come in here and help me get out of this dress? I'm totally stuck. And I was like envisioning shears or torn seams. And this woman had a shoulder problem, so she could only lift her arms so high. So then I had to do like a deep knee bend with my arms above my head. And I was like, this, this is awesome. Somewhere there is 
video footage of this that is on the dark web making yes. millions of dollars on your behalf and you're seeing no residuals and I'm mad for you. Thank you. I am incensed about that and I am I appreciate you being incensed on my behalf. <laughs> that is the best content. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. This is what happened. I came home and I I bought the dress and I paid freaking shipping for it. I was like that dress will not win. I'm going to buy that size large. And I'm going to hang it in my closet. And at some point, I'm going to wear that dress. Okay, well, it fits me now. It's a little big. And you know what? It's not even cute. It has a ruffle like right under my boobs. I'm like, this is not cute. So anyway, I'm probably going to give the dress away. But maybe I'll put a picture of it on the show notes on me before I give it away and see if anybody wants it because it's super cute for somebody besides me. I'm just too old to have a ruffle right below my boobs and my rib cage is giant, you know, so it's just not a good look. You're going to have to text me a picture of this. I'm so intrigued. I will. (laughs) Okay. You are raising kids that are about the same age as my kids. I have 17 and almost 19. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. I think you have two girls. I have a 18 year old girl and a 16 year old boy. So tracking with you. And I have to tell you, boys are a whole different animal. Oh my gosh. I, I don't know. I was like, I know Mm -hmm. I was raised with a sister. I, my dad was not home a a lot because he's a surgeon so it was just the three of us. And then I had two girls. So I mean, and my husband had two sisters. So he's, you know, he's pretty comfortable with his femininity himself. So I don't know. I wouldn't know how to raise a boy. Mine's become addicted to what is the name of the brand of deodorant? Like it's the swagger and the bear tooth and the wolf claw. Like they have all these like Viking names. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And he'll, and he'll do that. You know, he'll walk out with one pit up. Smell this one. Okay. Now smell this one. <laughs> Which one's better? I'm like, well, what are you going for? Like, <laughs> Just kind of depends, honey. <laughs> yeah. Do you want a oh nice girl God. or do you want an OnlyFans girl? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't smell. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. And the dorm shopping, we just went through that in Bozeman, Montana. And I tell you, every every store in Bozeman was so picked over. I was like, but honey, you need a rug and you need like a comfortable chair. And I think you need a ladder to get up onto your bed. And she's just oh like, mom. Exactly. We bought the ladder because the the beds are high. And when I went back for parents weekend last weekend, it was like in the corner. I said, are you using this? Because as an old geriatric woman, I'm like, I could not haul myself up on that bed. Are you pole vaulting onto your bed? How? Okay. And so they, the slats for the bunk beds are thin. So the arch of your foot to get up onto the top, first of all, I'd have plantar fasciitis every single day. The pounds per square inch that you have to endure. To get up on that. And then her roommates said, yeah, I cut. And she pulled down her pants and showed me this huge bruise on her butt. And she goes, yeah, I was coming off my bed the other day and I hit it on the corner of the closet. And I was like, girls, just lower the beds. Like, lower the beds. Yeah, or use the ladder. Yeah, why are we making life complicated? I don't know. Delaney is climbing onto her desk and then onto her bed. It's fine. It's fine. But I'm like, this will go terribly wrong at some point. At some point, so many white claws. This is not exactly. A and the rug solution. that you insisted to buy was not as big as the one I wanted. So you're gonna land on a hard surface with your cute little noggin. You know, it's so scary. Okay, phew. yeah, dorm room, man. Dorm rooms. We're gonna go into your rapid fire questions. What was your okay. first job? Hagen Doss ice cream scooper. <gasps> How did you fit through the door? I love Hagen dazs I have to buy it in very, very small quantities. This was when I was in the, um, I have a very high metabolism because I was like 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the only place I gained weight was my right arm because that was my <laughs> yes. scooping arm. Yes. And you don't think this is a thing, but that little muscle will actually get bigger. So my right forearm was bigger than my left forearm. I will tell you this. My favorite was they had a cinnamon ice cream and a strawberry ice cream. And if you mix those two together, oh, that was amazing. Wow. And you could oh eat any, pretty much anything you wanted during your shift. And we had this really crappy manager because we were next to an ice skating rink. And so she was probably, I mean, and back then I was 15. I thought she was 30. She was probably like 21. But she was like, okay, guys, I'm going to go ice skating. And she would leave two like 14 or 15 year olds to me in the store. Oh, I was like, ice skating. Yeah, I was like, should I tell the owner? But that, you know, you're like, oh no, that's what bosses do. They go. <laughs> this is like way before CCTV or whatever. No, that's closed caption. I'm not saying that. This is way before. Oh yeah, like, we didn't have any of that. Yeah. My, my daughter who just worked for Crumble for a while, she was like, the, <gasps> yeah, they monitor us via video. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you couldn't get away with a single thing. It reminded me of the one time that I worked at Sizzler and I dropped an entire case of cherry tomatoes in the walk-in fridge, which now I'm like, why did they put their tomatoes in the fridge? It totally leeches out. The oh, that's but right. Anyway, you're not supposed to do that. No, you're not. But anyway, I was like, is there a camera in here? I, I just, what was I going to do? I just picked them all up. Yeah. <laughs> but I still feel ashamed. I just still feel shame from that. That's funny. Um, that was like 30 years ago and you're still carrying that. Good Lord. I know. I'm going to hold I'm your hands. Like, Release and transcend. I don't want you to ever feel okay. guilty about that again. Okay. I was young. I didn't know any better. Okay. Thank Good. you. Okay. If you had 24 hours in your home alone with no pressing to do is what would you do? Oh, that's easy. I would order my own weight in Indian food, a case mm-hmm. of Good and Plenty's. And I would just binge horror movies. And I probably wouldn't move. Like I would try to remain as motionless as possible. Okay. Good and plenties. Do they taste like licorice? Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you not? Okay, see, they're a very divisive food. They're like coconut. You either love good and plenties or you hate them. There is no middle ground for black licorice. I don't even eat black jelly beans. So <gasps> Give them to me. Okay, I'm going to start. Because here's the thing. I love all candy. All candy, except licorice flavored candy. So we could totally coexist in a candy store. Right. I will take this because no one in my family will eat them. That's why I'm like, I buy them for myself because it's the one time I'm like, no one in my family will touch it. My husband likes pistachio ice cream and we don't. So I buy that for him. So he knows that nobody's going to eat his ice cream. Wow. And I eat my coconut and my good and plenties and watch Mm -hmm. horror movies. I do love coconut though. And mm-hmm. I when we when we visit Reno, I go to this one restaurant just so I can get their coconut cake. Oh, it's mm. so good. You you need to order that in too. Okay. Um does Indian food not give you the worst gas? Or is it I have like IBS alone in your home, so who cares? Ah. Uh, so everything gives me gas and indu- okay. so it's at this point you're just solving for taste. You're like that right, is delicious. Right. Yeah, who cares what it does mm-hmm. to me? Down, everything down. does something with so. Okay. All right. Have you ever met a celebrity? Yes. Tell me more. Well, I worked for Disney for seven years and I ran their digital marketing. And so within that, I had to interview all the celebrities of all of our films and all the directors. So I would say the most beautiful person was uh, Marissa Tomei. Oh, really? I love her. Yeah. She was like... I was assuming she was fabulous. She person. is like you meet you meet them all, and they all do have they have an it factor to them. I can't describe it. They all look like they've eaten light bulbs. They just kind of glow. But <laughs> yeah. she was of all the like incandescent in mm. her gorgeous beauty, and she's not like you don't look at her and you know think supermodel. But 
I just thought she no, was she's beautiful. very unique, but she does kind of glow from within. She really she? glows. And um, Michelle Pfeiffer was the other one that I thought, oh my God, she's so pretty. But yeah, I met Nicholas Kate. I met them all. That's awesome. Yeah. What a neat job. It was. I love it. I would have to get over my fangirl hang up real fast if I did a job like that. Cause I, I don't know if I'm, I'm so impressed by celebrities and I, I'm not really sure why I think, I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's like a rare bird sighting or something. I'm like, what are the odds? This is amazing. <laughs> I think, well, yeah, you, you get just because you're dealing with them all the time at, at this point in my life, because I've started to write sitcoms and feature films. I'm much more obsessed in this latter part of my life with writers and showrunners. Oh, so I don't okay. know if you're coming from that writer's perspective also. Like I am a huge fan of Kay Cannon. She did the Pitch Perfect movies and she was a writer mm. on 30 Rock. Um, and I think Rachel from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, another like genius musical theater, funny, irreverent writer. And I'm like, those are the women that I am starting to go, okay, how? Sh- tell me about your career. How did you get there? What'd you work on? Okay. What movie line gets quoted in your house? <laughs> Um, okay. Well, before kids, it was anything from the big Lebowski, like, you know, the rug really held the room together. Um, but now because we have teenage angst in our house, we've been watching a lot of Steven Seagal movies. And now it's like, I'm going to take you to the bank, the blood bank. Those are our two. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and then my daughter who's um, in musical theater, she just did Legally Blonde this summer. So oh. there's a lot of, there's a lot of, oh my God. Oh my God, you guys. I love it. <gasps> Legally Blonde, how wonderful. So your daughter's in college. Is she, is she still doing musical theater? Yeah, actually. She went there for journalism, but she's like, hey, mom, like, I think I kind of want to go back. I really miss musical theater. So she signed up for an acting class and a musical theater class. And she's doing, she's a really good improv person. So she tried out and made, she's one of two freshmen that made the improv team. So I'm really proud awesome. of her. Oh, I good know. for her. How fun. I know. That's, good that for kind her. of stuff just wasn't even on my radar when I was that age. And I'm so excited that it exists. Jen, I don't think they had improv at our age. I don't yeah, remember right. it being it a, like a thing. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think it was just surfacing when I was in college. Exactly. So don't feel yeah. bad about that. And I'm sure if they, if they had one, you would have been like, yes, please. Thank you. I, <laughs> I love it. So fun. But I, I like, uh, I don't know. I'm just so happy that those things exist for my daughter and my niece because they make their lives so enriched and they're so good at it. And you wouldn't, we've never would have known 30 years ago. Yeah. And I think yeah. the ability, like, that's the one thing about musical theater that I'm a little sad my son isn't doing. It's like the ability to get in front of people and think on your feet, whether that is in any aspect of business it is a skill set that really sets you apart. So I encourage everybody take at least one acting class or one stand up yes. class or one improv That's such class. Good advice. I love that because you're right. What arena could not be improved by being able to think more quickly on your feet and being composed in front of an audience and and confident? Like that is the one thing when you know I these babies out. I was like, dear Lord, just make them confident. Like yes. they can oh. be ugly. They can be whatever. Just let them go through life believing in themselves mm-hmm. and knowing, you know, that they're special and that they're different. And that I firmly come from the school of every single person in this world has something that they do better than anybody else on the planet. And our job as a parent is to find that for them so they can kind of live their life. And, you know, I started my own influencer agency. I'm basically a casting agent between brands and influencers. And it's just, I know we haven't even talked about this and it's come. What is it called? 
it's called Wink, W-H-I-N-K, Wink Creative. And I don't know, I was like, I should have been an agent my whole life because when I see somebody like yourself and I'm like, she's so talented, she's so gifted, she can run podcasts, she could host, you could host a TV show, you could host, like, and then finding places for you to go do what makes you happy and putting that together. Like, that's, like, that's what makes my heart happy. So interesting. Like you, you like to put puzzles together and, and, and combine talent and make new things in the world that wouldn't have been there. That's awesome. I do. I'm really good at it. I'm passionate about it. And, you know, I love it. I love my job right now. Wow. That is amazing. I'm so impressed. Thank you. Okay. This is a perfect segue into the next question. If you had to endorse a brand, what would it be and why? I would say good and plenty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My licorice. I would say Louis Martini Cabernet. Okay. That's my go-to. And I love Brock's candy corn. Big fan. Oh, me too. It's not just for decorating. And have you ever eaten it with peanuts? Everybody keeps telling me that. Okay, I, when I was in Mops as a young mother, our table leader gave us all birthday presents. My birthday's in September, so she gave me a glass pumpkin full of half candy corn, half peanuts. Life-changing. So good. But, you know, if you're a purist, I don't know. So it'll be interesting. You should try it and see. Well, damn, girl. Now I – yeah. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. And you know what? Sugar, protein. I yes. mean, peanuts are vegetables, dude. They're beans, right? Like They're beans. Crap, crap practically a, a complete meal. <laughs> I'm just excited you didn't use the word legumes because I, oh. every time I meet someone that uses the word legumes, I'm like, I'm going to punch you in the nuts. I'm not like, fancy uh, like that. <laughs> that. Like that word. And then olfactory. Oh, I, no one can use the word olfactory and not go sense of smell. No, I know what it means. <laughs> like, oh, then they explain it to you. It's like, thanks. Yeah. You have to define your words. Like, please go away. Just we Just can't be friends. Word, please. Yeah. Please. It, it's, yeah. I don't like the whole pretentious or trying to look more intelligent than you are, or even just trying to showcase your intelligence is so tiresome to me. <laughs> I'm like, I can't, I cannot with you, you know, I, I cannot with you. Yeah. Well, if they're truly okay. intelligent, you're like, Oh, you'll find good. out. Yeah. And, yeah. and like that, hu- that shines through in humor, like naturally intelligence that, that I think that is my, um, besides creative genius, humor to me is the most fascinating thing that a person can have. And that's one thing I love so much about my husband. He's freaking hilarious and he doesn't even try. But um, to me, that's intelligence. Like right there in a nutshell is if you can be humorous, you are putting so many pieces of the puzzle together. Right. And if you can be a satirist, I think that's actually the next level of humor. And I haven't reached that level yet. I don't think I'm smart enough. Like I'm, (laughs) I'm the kind of person that doesn't understand political cartoons. That's my downfall. Like they'll look at them like, I think that should be funny, but I don't get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I just, I just don't care quite enough to understand I just that. don't understand why that's funny. <laughs> I'm the type of person who the entire time I'm watching a new movie, I'm so afraid that I don't understand that I keep asking my husband and he's like, we don't know yet. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> okay. Thank God. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I scrolled on my phone for five minutes. I might have missed a very important plot point. Right, exactly. He, he's like, well, number one, put your phone down if you don't understand. Okay, I just can't. I have to multitask at all times. <laughs> Even though scrolling is not truly a task. Okay, well, as you know, the point of this podcast is to share our not-so-fancy moments And if you're somebody who appears to be fancy to others, even better. We all appear to be fancy even when we don't realize it now and then from the outside. So what have you got for us today? What are some of your not-so-fancy moments that you can share with us? Oh, my God. Okay, so my not-so-fancy moment would be about 
a month and a half ago, my husband decided to take us hiking in Delicate Arches. And he had said, okay, I'm going to warn you, it's going to be a little steep. I'm like, you know, whatever. I'm a strong, independent woman. Fine. No problem. It is a hundred degrees oh, and golly. it is straight it. up. Oh, oh my. And I'm glad you survived. <laughs> I almost, I was like, are you, are you kidding me? And the other thing, it was almost arranged like a Disneyland ride. Like you'd reach a plateau where you thought you were at the top. And then it was just a whole other, like, you know, serpentine of lines. I was like, so my husband was probably, you know, five, 10 minutes in front of me with the kids. And he said, all I could hear every time you got to a plateau was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And then I kept going. And then finally, and finally he, he gets to the top and he comes back down. And he goes, okay, I promise you, this really is the last hill. And I'm like, he came down to tell you that. Yeah. I'm like, fine. So I get to the top and delicate arches you're almost in um, kind of an amphitheater by the, the arches. And he's like, you got to come over here. It's like so much prettier. And I just go, I've seen it. Give him the finger and turn around. <laughs> this is enough. Let's go down. Yeah. I'm like, I made it right. I don't actually need to go under your delicate arch and see that. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. So we're hiking back down. And this woman, she passed me. She goes, honey, are you okay? Do, do, do you? She, she, what did she say? What did she say? She goes, "Young lady, do you need your rations?" And I am like, "My what? My my what? Your rations?" I was like, "Where am I?" You're like, "Can you choose different words?" Because right. did I have a stroke on the way up? Right. Are you seeing something I'm not seeing? Because my theory is you can only use young lady three times in a woman's life, which is like zero to 10. Like young lady, you look so pretty and you're ballerine. And like 10 to 15 with your girls, you're like, young lady, don't use that tone of voice with me. Right, right. And then you can't use it again until someone is 86 years old. And you're being patronizing to her. Yes. Yeah. And like young lady, don't, don't worry about those people behind you. They'll just have to learn patience while you write a check for your groceries. Like, don't worry. <laughs> but I'm like, you cannot call a 52-year-old woman young lady. That's just, uh, you know, just weird, weird and put rude. that term on ice for 70 years. You got to do it. So that was my like, oh, my God, I'm going to murder people. And then so that that was like one story that recently happened. And then this just happened three nights ago because we were back in uh, Missouri in a hotel. And it's three or four in the morning. And I get up to use the, the restroom and my son is coming out and he goes, okay, mom, um, you just might want to wipe the seat before you sit down. And I was like, oh my God, he actually strung like 12 words together in a sentence. And that sentence was helpful. (laughs) I have reached apex motherhood with a teen boy because you don't get that. They grunt at you. And usually with one syllable, it's like food food. I was like, Oh my God, he completed a sentence. And that sentence was actually something that would benefit me. So I was and so was excited. Considerate of you? Dude. Yeah. yeah. And I, it was such a shocking moment because it happened so infrequently that I was like, should I document it? Should I go on Instagram live? Like, what do I do right now? <laughs> I'm going to get a tattoo of that sentence on my <laughs> arm. <laughs> yeah. Hey mom, you might want to wipe the seat. I was like, Oh my God. Okay. But I've got questions. You've got questions. And I- and- Oh, you had Leanne Morgan on, by the way. I listened to her. Oh. She, I talk about fangirl. I would have completely fangirled out on her. 
Oh my gosh, I was. And I, I was so shocked that she even agreed to come on. And then we like bonded and we've emailed and I like know about her family and it's so fun. I, I love her. Yeah, she is. Well, she got me through young motherhood with one sentence and it was, don't, I'm going to tell you this, but don't call CPS on me. And then she's like, and then she's like, I should say in my own accent, wait a minute. I don't mind going to jail. I could use the rest. And I was like, me too, jail. Sounds fabulous. Hey, three meals a day. (laughs) And I think the one time I've actually commented on one of your posts, and I don't even remember which one it was now, I stole her line. And I was like, when when jail sounds good, you know, it's like... Yeah. Oh, first of all, I'm like, and could, who do I need to murder to get solitary confinement? Because honestly, <laughs> that like, oh my God, and it's dark and I can sleep and you will yes. like push food at me through a little, perfect. I'm done. Yeah. Hand me the knife. I, I can make a nest out of what I'm wearing. I don't even need a blanket. Like exactly. <laughs> my wants are so small and little. I'm a mother. I need and want nothing. I just want to be left alone. <laughs> stimulus free is what I'm going for. This is why my car is my sensory deprivation chamber and I can control (laughs) everything inside my car. And I love my car so much. Yeah. If you like to rip your bra off when you're finally home for the day, you're just like me, but I don't like my boobs to be all akimbo in a million directions, and I don't want to terrorize the UPS man. So I came up with shelfies, which are super soft, cozy, built-in shelf bra loungewear. Each shelf bra has just enough thickness for nipple coverage, separate cups, which are built-in for good separation, and just enough lift for some support. Super comfy. We now have long sleeve styles without pockets, short sleeve styles without pockets. Those are new. And we are developing a plus line. So that will be coming up soon. But if you'd like to check it out, go to shelfyshop.com. That's S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. Not because we're fancy, but because plain shop was taken. (laughs) If you'd like to get 10% off your order, use the code FANCYFREE. Shipping is free, and I think you'll love them. What is something that you're really passionate about that's coming up for you that you're excited about and want to share? Oh, my gosh. I, I'm doing stand-up over at the Comedy Store on October 3rd. I took a stand-up class like three months ago, and I got the bug. I've done This will be my fifth time. And that's why I'm like, I follow Leanne Morgan religiously because I – I love her style. I love her cadence. I love her jokes. So she was an inspiration for me. So if you talk to her, be like, yeah, my friend Whitney's was inspired by you to start doing stand-up. I love that. How was your stand-up class for you? Oh, it, I loved it. And our teacher was like, the best comedy comes from vulnerability. And the mm. best comedy comes from shame. And we mm. have to mine that to get you to a place where you can find that space to be so vulnerable. That sounds painful. It it was, but you become very, very close to the people in your class very quickly because divorce and cancer and physical assaults and drug addiction are all things that can be funny in the right hands and treated with respect. So yeah, I really love that. I advise anybody who's interested, take a stand-up comedy class. It will be worth your time. 
That is so interesting. That's that's advice I've never heard. And I think it's really good advice. And I love it when I am exposed to something I've never thought about before. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Have you ever listened to the podcast, The Hilarious World of Depression? Mm-mm. It's John Moe. And he interviews comedians who have depression. And I relate to that because I have clinical depression. Nobody would ever know it. And, and it's well controlled and I'm doing fine. But I love to be silly and I love to laugh. And I wouldn't say I'm funny, but I appreciate funny so much that funny people like to be around me, right? So I just, I ate that up. I thought it was so, so fascinating. I was wondering, does comedy attract people who have these struggles? Or is it just that people who are in comedy have to look at these struggles in order to be successfully funny? I don't know. What do you think? That's a great question. Um all of the above, probably. All of the above. I, I think a coping mechanism of depression is humor. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's probably a Venn diagram of, of mm-hmm. people that have depression that, that seek to soothe with humor. Yes, I think you're right. Because certainly not all depressed people are funny. Certainly mm-hmm. not all funny people are depressed. But yeah, yeah, totally. I'm similar to Leanne. Like my husband works and I've got my company. So I do this for myself kind of as my outlet. And I think there's another part of like, I'm doing this because I want to, and I love it. So I don't have to, I don't have to slog. Although I would, I think, you know, I, I love it so much. If that presented itself to me, I wouldn't mind touring the country driving around living in my minivan. Oh, so fun. I know. We are fortunate enough that our passion project doesn't have to pay our bills, right? Tell me about Moms Demand Action. Oh, Shannon Watts, Queen Slay. Moms Demand Action is very, I'm very passionate about it and very important to me. I think that we have to have much stronger gun regulation. I do not believe that anybody needs uh, an AR-15 in the hands of civilians. I don't even understand why you'd think that you'd want one. And we have children we're sending them to school. They deserve to be able to do that freely and without fear of shooters. I think you ask any normal person, shouldn't we regulate guns? 99% of people would be like, absolutely. What do we do to get a car? You know, how many hours behind the wheel? You have to get two tests with a driving test. You need insurance. And that's because you are operating a lethal weapon, which is what I yeah. told my, I tell my kids all the time. You literally are. I don't think the male brain really understands consequences until 25, right? I think that's just a brain development issue. So I think part, you know, you look at the active, sh- these shooters, they're usually between 18 and 25 white males. Perhaps we raise the age for white males. Or here's the other thought, which I think will solve everything. No, anybody can buy a gun, except your mom is the one that lets you check it out. So if you want a gun, <laughs> fine. But you got to go to your mom and say, mom, I want my gun. And your mom can be like, you're in a bad mood and you're hangry and you haven't eaten. So you have a cheeseburger and then maybe we can chat. Like, I think the world would be so much safer if moms controlled the access to the guns. I think that we are in such an impossible position as human beings. There's such tension between freedom and safety. And I just, I don't know where the right answer lies. I I talk to everyone I talk to has such good points. And I am so interested in the viewpoints all along the spectrum. But I think, I think you're right. I think as we progress as a society, we are getting off the rails on so many issues. And 
I just don't, I don't know how to resolve it because I do put me in charge. (laughs) Seriously. I'm considering running because I'm like, I'm, I'm not smart enough to be smarter than all of these people. My husband is, that's actually the way he thinks about solving problems too. I'm like, "Mm, I'm just going to sympathize with everyone and scratch my head and wish that life were easier. And my husband's like, what, what part, what, what, office can I run for? I'm like, wow, look at you go. That's amazing. How how do I make sure the crazies aren't running the asylum? Tell the listeners where they can find you online. Hi guys. You can find me at the new Stepford. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. I'm trying to figure out TikTok. I am like ancient dinosaur grandma on TikTok, but I'm getting better. Yeah, um, I, I looked at your TikTok videos. I loved them. <laughs> thank you. That's oh, the, the one person. As an influencer management agency, I tell everybody, get on TikTok. Get your TikTok numbers up. That's where it's going. I'm watching budget shift from in Instagram to TikTok. Like, get yourself. And then I'm not, like, taking my own medicine. <laughs> like, Oh, we don't, though. We, we, it's a do as I say, not as I do world. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like we just can't follow our all of our own advice. We're humans, man. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Whitney, you're so much fun. And I so appreciate you being with me. This was a blast. I am sorry I took too much of your time. You're just too much fun to talk to. (laughs) Oh, I love this. I love hearing myself talk and I love meeting incredible women. So you made my day. Oh, right back at you. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Fancy Free Podcast. We will see you next time. And remember, no one is as fancy as they look.